Amen, amen. Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad to see you here in person. For those of you who are joining us online, welcome. If you're here for the first time, I am Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor of this wonderful church. As we gather together on one of the things I'm excited about, and usually every Sunday, I'm excited when I get to come and worship with all of you. But we are also um, excited because we are in our current sermon series that is titled, In God We Trust. I do pray that it has been a blessing for your life throughout these weeks. Uh, Today, we're going to be going into a little deeper, a different topic when it talks about uh, more of a theme of being under the influence. Now, don't, talk, don't think about right away, oh, you're talking about under the influence of alcohol or under the influence of drugs. Don't think that any time that someone says under the influence, does it have to mean that it has something negative, all right? It could be certainly something positive. Uh, actually, one of the things that I did uh, for, uh, in preparing myself for the church and, and uh, this last year and uh, upcoming year uh, in 2021 was I took a, an assessment that's, tall, that's called StrengthsFinder. And after the assessments, you answer all these questions, and at the end, it gives you the results of the top five strengths that you have, that you, that you know, the gifts or talents that you have. And it was very uh, enlightening to see the strengths that I had because sometimes, and maybe you feel uh, this way, sometimes we uh, feel guilty or in ways that we focus so much on our weaknesses. But the strengths finder is allowing you to find your strengths and that you're already uh, good at, you know, that you've been uh, through experience or whatever it may be, you got those strengths. Now, it is important for us to continue working ahead and working on those weaknesses that we have. So just like our bodies, if we want them to get a little stronger, we work them out. So if you do have a weakness, then it's okay to start working on them, but do not fail to to focus on your strengths. Not only that, it's also important that you uh, surround yourself with other individuals that have other strengths. According to the Strengths Finder, there are 34 categories that you can uh, fall under the strengths, and then there are four domains. And one of those domains is uh, being an influencer. All right, so I, that's why I share this a moment. So let me, let me share a couple of words that Tom Brath and uh, Barry Kochi, uh, Conchi had said about this domain. It says, those who lead by influencing help their team reach a much broader audience. People with strength in this domain are always selling the team's ideas inside and outside the organization. When you need uh, someone to take charge, to speak up and make sure your group is heard, look to someone with the strength to influence. See, we can use influence to do good or you can use influence to do bad. How do we, as followers of Jesus, faithfully serve him, faithfully live for him, faithfully represent him in a culture that's becoming increasingly hostile toward God and anything that he represents? Who or what are you under? When you look at your own life, what is influencing you? Is God your influence? Is God influencing most of your decisions, directing your steps, moving your emotions, and leading you every single day of your life? Or is culture influencing you to the point of taking your focus away from God? Is culture's influencing uh, uh, influencing you like creating anxiety or worry or even depression in your life, especially with the times that we're going through? 
I want to take us to the first book of uh, Peter, chapter 5, verse 6. The NIV Bible says this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. I love how that, that, that passage starts out, humble yourselves. And then it goes into under God's mighty hand. Can you say under God? For those of you who are online, go ahead and type that in, you know, under God. It's under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Let's take a moment to talk about what influences us. All right, so there's a scale that I want to share with you. It's a scale from 1 to 10. And usually what we try to do is we want to be number one, the team, number one team uh, in the nation and things on there. We're talking about number one. But in this scale, you don't want to be a number one because the number one falls under the category of being under the culture, the influence of culture. When you go towards the 10, it leads you into being completely under the influence of God. So when we look at this, this scale from 1 to 10, where do you find yourself at? So I want to give you a few of these uh, uh, categories. For example, if you're here or online and you're saying, you know, Pastor, I don't believe in God or I'm still struggling, then you may put yourself under that 1 or 2 category. Or if you're saying, Pastor Ricky, I have been through so much, I continue seeking. You should see the door that I've been knocking against God. It's got a lot of marks because I keep on seeking and knocking to, uh, to find him. So I put myself at number 10. Don't, don't be lying to yourself. <laughs> a 10? You see, only Jesus, only Jesus is 10. You could be a nine, you know, but, but that's what happens. When you go into the one or the two or any other uh, number in that scale, you, every day you have to strive to be more like Jesus and be Christ-like. So therefore, you don't want to stay in that number. You want to go little by little cross to the side where the number 10 is at. Let me see if I can. Right over here. Right, no, right there. You don't want to be here. You want to be right here. All right, so... <laughs> I, I'm glad. I love to have fun in church. Amen. So, so uh, by all means. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we're continuing to learn and get spiritually fed. That's what we're here to do. And making sure that when we are going from one to the other is that we're not going, we're not just tipping the scale from one direction of the unbeing under the culture, but being under God. And so where do you find yourself influencing? For example, let's talk, let's talk about little categories. Entertainment. When, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands and things. And I want you to think about these questions. When it comes to entertainment, I'm talking about movies. Are you watching movies, whether it's on Netflix or Hulu or other uh, different types or even going to the theaters? Are you going to watch movies that honor God? How about music? The music, we have several genres out there. I mean, radio stations galore from one point to another, from, from one genre to another. There's different types of music. Where do you fall under when it comes to music? Are you listening to music that honors God? Are you listening to music that's edifying your soul? Or are you under the influence of culture where whatever is happening, what, you know, you want to be around people because they are listening to this music, it's okay. Or are you yourself, when you're going, you're right driving down to the, um, 
the, the roads and things? Are you listening to music that's edifying your soul, that your spiritual life, the, the gospel music, the, the, the hymns uh, radios, the, the K-Love and others? Or what are you doing when it comes to music? Where do you fall yourself in that uh, uh, scale? How about money? When it comes to money, are you being influenced by culture that said, you know, anytime I get money, I want to be able to get this item at any cost, I'm going to do that. Or are you under the influence of God, uh, being under God, or say, God, any blessing that you have come my way, I've already decided I'm going to give you my tithe of that blessing. So whatever it may be, God, whatever I receive, I'm going to put it, uh, uh, put it to the side, God. I want to be able to give it to you, God, to continue to uh, provide the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. Those who are in need, God, that's what I'm doing for. I am doing the 90% of what you've given me. Here, God, here's 10% to continue to show the love of Christ to those who are in need where are you in your influence how about the words the words that we speak are they life-giving are they honoring God are they pointing people towards eternity are you under the influence of God or are you under the influence of culture when it comes to words are you sharing words that are tearing people apart are you sharing hateful speech are you saying words that are harsh? Are you encouraging or being a part of gossip? When we think about social medias out there, anyone who scrolls through a social media, Facebook or others, knows that Christians can speak to each other as if they were enemies instead of being brothers and sisters of Christ. Amen. When it comes to the words that we speak, ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to read Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19. It shares the seven things that are detestable to God, and one of them is that a person who stirs up conflict in the community, a person who stirs up conflict within the family. Oh, that is detestable to God. Proverbs, again, 6, verses 16 through 19. Jesus commands us to love our neighbors. There is no exception to neighbors who vote for a different party or a leader. In the book that's titled Profiles in Courage, John F. Kennedy wrote this. He says, let us not be blind to our differences, but let us also direct attention to our common interests and to, me and to the means by which those differences can be resolved. And if we cannot end our differences, at least we can help make the world safe for diversity. For in final analysis, our most common link is that we all inhabit this small planet. We all breathe the same air. We all cherish our children's future, and we are all mortal. Remember, for all Christians, our first allegiance is to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I know that this past Wednesday, you know, those that uh, had voted uh, in the, you know, the times of voting in November, you may have uh, liked or disliked or who came on, on board on the 20th on there, but whoever, whatever party it is, whatever leader it is, we got to keep in mind that don't surround ourselves with the culture of what is happening out there. Always keep in mind as being under the influence of God to know that even though whoever fills that seat, God is still on the throne. Amen. It's so, it's so good to clap. All right, amen, amen. 
We got you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mind. I, 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 I joked about it two weeks ago or something. I don't mind if you'd be like, preach it, Pastor. <laughs> just for the sake of it, can I just hear that? One, two, three. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the words, the words that we speak, are they influenced? Are we under the influence of God or are we under the influence of culture? Last category I want to share with you is about self-worth. Now, Ms. Carly uh, talked about that a little bit uh, right before her last song here. The self-worth. How do you feel about yourself? Would you say that you're under the influence of God? Meaning it doesn't really matter what they say about you or what they think about you. You're secure, you're secure because you know who you are in Christ. You're valuable because of what God says about you. Or would you say that your self-worth is under the influence of the culture? Meaning if you don't have the right physical body to end up on the front cover of a magazine or it really, ma or it really matters what they think about you or what they know about you or how many people like your post or comment on your post or do you get down anytime you put a video or a picture up on social media and you don't get all these likes. Do you get down on yourself? Under the influence of God, under the influence of culture. Here's what's really sad. Many of us don't even know. Many of us don't even know where we fall under that, cat under that scale. We've got no idea of what influences us. Now, earlier on, I asked you the question, you know, not actually the question, but I said that the title today is going to be about uh, under the influence. So think about a person. Have you ever had or seen or been around someone who's been under the influence of alcohol? Don't raise your hand. I want to get to the point there. <laughs> What, what happens? What happens is that it, it, it puts down their guard. They say stuff they normally don't, wouldn't be saying. I mean, the needle of the attractive needle, you get more attracted the more beer or things that you drink. You can say, oh, I love you. <laughs> My man. <laughs> but you also see the negative sides of when people start drinking so much that they get ugly and they get nasty. They start breaking things apart. They can't control themselves. You become more vulnerable to do things you never do otherwise. And you're not always aware when you're under the influence. That's why for those of you who are around or have been selected as a designated driver, you know the individual does thinks that everything's okay, so you take away the keys from them. They don't realize that they are under the influence. So the question is, do we really know what influences us in our lives? Do we know who we are under? Are we under the influence of God or are, are we under the influence of culture? I'm going to ask you to please open up your Bible to the Old Testament book of Daniel, chapter 1. 
And as you're looking for it, I want to give you a little bit of context here. Here, King Nebuchadnezzar had gone in, and, you know, when, and he just destroyed the town that Daniel had uh, lived in and the others. And he wanted to just grab individuals who were specific in, in you know, and how they looked because for three years they were going to be training them. They were going to change their language, their, their, the way that they were going to represent then the Babylonians. And so here's where we find ourselves with Daniel. Chapter 1, beginning on verse 3. I'm reading from the NLT version. It says, Then the king, again, this is uh, Nebuchadnezzar, ordered Aspenaz, the chief, pre, uh, the chief of staff, to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's uh, royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Select only strong, here it is, select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men, he said. Make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years, and then they would enter the royal service. Let me pause there because uh, I only have a certain amount of time to give this message. I encourage you to continue reading you know, throughout this week the book of Daniel. But Daniel was one of the several young men that was taken prisoner. The Babylonians then changed their language and changed their education, indoctrinating them with the Babylonian views so that they could be under the culture, under the thinking, and even change their names. Originally, their names reflected the one true God, but these young men now represented, changed their names, which represented the pagan gods, and even changed their diet so they didn't, they wouldn't eat, which was good and healthy and right and pure, but instead would eat food that was designated to pagan gods. Without knowing it, the goal was to bring these people under the influence of Babylonian culture. If, the king thought, if we can change the way they think, if we can change, you know, that, then it can change the way that what, what they believe. And if we can change the way they think, if we can change what they believe, then we can certainly change the way that they behave. Do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, we have a spiritual enemy. The devil, Satan, Lucifer, and he's the father of lies. He's going to try to lead you the wrong way from being in the top, you know, uh, half of that, of that scale closer to that number one. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the New King James Version says, Be sober. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You see, like the illustration given of the person under the influence of alcohol, what if you've been so intoxicated by our culture that we've not even been aware that we're under its influence? Being under the influence, again, affects the way we think, the way that we, uh, what we believe, and how we behave. And these three can be at any level of that scale. 
You see, the king tried to assimilate Daniel into the Babylonian culture, hoping that Daniel would adopt their beliefs and lifestyle and abandon and abandon the commands and faith in God. Let's take a look at what happened in verse 8 of that passage. Verse 8 of the first Daniel says this, But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief priests of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. I love that he says that he was determined. Another translation says that he didn't resolve unto it. He was determined, he knew, he already at that scale knew that he didn't want to cross the line of what God wanted them, him to do. He was under the influence of God making sure, nope, I already know I'm not going to go there. Say determined. Say determined. Determined. Amen. Daniel was determined to make sure that he did not fall under the influence of the Babylonian culture when it came into what he needed to do before the presence of God. You see, determined, that is the resistance to the king's efforts, was predetermined and intentional. He knew where to draw the line between God and culture and would not step over it. We must acknowledge where our culture where our culture is most influencing us in a negative way, then intentionally resist that influence. Start with the influence that most challenges, challenges you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you into knowing where, where am I in that scale? Am I closer to the one or two? Or am I closer to that eight or nine in my life? So I want to share with you almost like, uh, closing out in this message here between being under the influence of culture or being under the influence of God. I want to share a few things here. When you are under the influence of culture, you promote yourself. You promote yourself. When you're under the influence of God, you humble yourself. It's a big difference there. Just like that first Peter passage says, humble yourselves and go under the God's mighty hand. Humble yourselves. If you're under the culture, it says if you're going to get anywhere, you got to put yourself first. But if you are under the influence of God, you consider others better than yourself. If you're under the influence of culture, you consume, you take, and you accumulate. But if you're under the influence of God, you are more blessed to give than to receive. If you are under the influence of culture, it says to curse those who hate you. But if you're under the influence of God, it's blessed those who curse you to love those who hate you. There's a big difference. Under culture, it says to pursue things. Under God, it says to pursue God. When you're under the influence of culture, it says to live for now. But when you're under the influence of the Almighty God is to live for eternity. If you're under the influence of culture, it says to pursue happiness. But when you are under the Almighty hand of the powerful God, it says to pursue holiness. Amen. 
is what I, what I love for you to do today and throughout this week. Sometimes we say, oh, I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to do everything I can to do seven, eight, and nine in that scale. I want to get closer to be more like Jesus. But you know what? Sometimes when we put it out there, so many things, why don't we narrow it down into one thing, ladies and gentlemen? Start with one. To say, God, here I am. I want to start with you. I Show me, Holy Spirit, to show me where am I on that scale? Where am I under the living under that culture? I want to be more towards the living under, the, under, under your influence, God. Where can I find myself moving in that direction, God? I'm praying for you that the Holy Spirit will be able to, to show you of where God wants you to start somewhere. For example, you can say to yourself, you know, God, to live under you, I've decided to, you fill in that blank. You can listen and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Like Daniel, when he was determined he said, I'm not going to do this. Maybe you can decide and say, you know what? God, I want to challenge myself for the next 30 days. I know that I've been under the influence and you're showing me because of the music that I've been listening to, God, for the next 30 days, God. Let me just listen and preset those radio stations to Christian music. For the next 30 days, whenever I'm on the, in, in driving, God, wherever I'm in my house, I want to be able to, uh, to hear and be edifying my, my soul and my body, God, because I want to be fed spiritually. So God, just that one thing of all things, let me just work on that. Maybe you are determined to pray, to make sure, God, every morning I wake up and or every time the last thing I want to do at night before I go to bed is to pray for you, God. Pray to you, God. Have a conversation with you. I want to be determined that anything happens, God, I want to make sure that I put that as a determination. Nothing else will interrupt it, God. This is what I want to do. To so listen and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. What is it, that one thing, ladies and gentlemen? So I encourage you to work on it today, this week, and say, God, show me. What do I have to change to go from living under culture and living under you? Humble yourself, therefore, before God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are watching and for those of you here, I pray that you're encouraged by these words and to remember whatever you have been influenced by, you have identified it, evaluated it, and you're changing it by the movement of the Holy Spirit in your life and giving honor and glory to the Almighty God that we can say, God, I trust in you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we do not want to be living under the culture's mentality. We want to be under God. Help us to have the courage and determination to not let culture affect the way that we honor you and the way that we're to love our neighbors. We realize that we are not at the level of Jesus, but we strive to become more like him every day. We humbly come before your presence and ask, for forgiveness 
and to help us begin the process of changing the scales from being under culture to being completely under you, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I pray that you've been blessed by today's word. Not only just hear it, but know how you can apply it in your everyday life. May God bless all of you as we uh, turn it into our, our worship band to lead us in the last uh, song. So I'm going to ask you uh, to please stand as they lead us out.